0: to another episode of Mindful Malak. If this is your first time listening, welcome to my podcast, and if you're a regular, please subscribe and give me a review or comment below. Today, I have a very special guest that many of you probably already know. She will be joining me to talk about a very important topic that I think that you guys will benefit from. So let's jump into today's fable, Never Give Up. There was a crow and his name was Alex. Again I have no idea where I came up with Alex. Let's just go with the flow. Alex was in a place where they were experiencing a drought and he was extremely thirsty and if he didn't find water he would die of thirst. He flew around from side to side east and west but wasn't able to find any water. Then he found a pitcher so for those of you who don't know a pitcher is like a jug but the problem was since Alex was actually a crow his beak wasn't able to enter the pitcher but there was that sip of water if he received it he would live so Alex just started brainstorming and he found a pile of pebbles, small rocks. So what he did was he started taking a pebble. He was extremely exhausted, but he started going towards the pebbles and he was picking them up with his beak and throwing them into the jug. What happened was the water was rising up to the surface. So every time he threw a pebble inside, the water would rise up higher until it reached the surface and he was able to drink. That sip of water saved his life. And in this case, Alex, didn't give up he was feeling despair and he was extremely exhausted but his life depended on that sip of water so what he did was he kept going forward and forward and forward until he able to reach his goal so of course as you guys know today's lesson is never give up step by step until you reach your final destination I would like to welcome Yasmin Zayed, also known as Yasmina. She is a beautiful mother of two, an extremely talented graphic designer and artist. Mashallah, her work basically speaks for herself, and many of us also know her for her sense of humor and kind soul. Something I really admire, though, about Yasmin is she uses her platform. To raise awareness and target important topics that not many people talk about. Hi, thank you so much for you? your
1: introduction.
0: You're more than welcome. I'm having like ups and downs, but it's it's
1: all good with this coronavirus thingy and the whole like. Yes, yes, thing. it's frustrating.
0: Yeah. Okay, so how about we start with a couple of speed round questions? You know, before we dive into our topic, so we can you know get into the mood. What do you think?
1: Okay, I'm down for it.
0: Okay, so the very famous question phone call or text
1: oh my god absolutely text like the phone calls are just like weird no never
0: you said it with no hesitation <laughs>
1: absolutely I've never liked phone calls it's like it's it's been a huge problem in my life and I'm actually having a lot of problems with people because people think that I don't want to be in contact with them but it's just like I really dislike phone calls having
0: yeah, I mean, conversations a lot of people feel the same way I always see it online and everything and everyone's like I don't answer my phone you know I'll watch it ring
1: and Exactly.
0: it's so interesting it's just simpler
1: yes and plus it's maybe it's because we're like living in a, in a the age where we uh, we feel like everything is just like running rushing and stuff like we don't have time to actually sit down and think or relax somehow it's like you feel like sometimes kind of waste of time like text uh, might be like easier plus now there are also record messages so you don't really need to have the whole confrontation thingy about like
0: (laughs) i absolutely agree i am also a texter but my kind of texting is definitely voice recordings very known for my voice recordings i'm sure you've noticed that as well <laughs> i feel like i can put so much into a message but at the same time i don't want a reply from another person so it's a win-win situation
1: exactly yes true
0: okay yasmin what is your guilty pleasure
1: my guilty pleasure a lot of people know about it because i always talk about it but it's korean series like korean drama Or like watching TV shows in general, actually, it's one of the things that I really enjoy doing. And Mm -hmm. I do like daily. There's not a day where I don't actually watch something. (laughs) I would like a lack of sleep because of this. So
0: you binge watch on K-drama. Yes. What do you eat? What's your favorite snack?
1: Well, I think the usual like chips or popcorn. I don't know. Depends on what I'm watching. Like, uh, if it's something really sweet or romantic, I'm not going to eat something sweet because it's just, like, going to give me diabetes. Mm.
0: (laughs) Okay, Yasmeen. I want you to tell me something interesting about yourself Mm -hmm. that most people don't really
1: know okay i don't think if most people don't know but it's like it's it's uh, sometimes it's a prejudice let's say uh, about artists like people always say that artists are very emotional they use their emotions or they're like prone to their emotions even when they do some art and stuff in my case i feel like you yeah. know i'm more of a logical person rather than emotional how can i say it i don't really feel I mean, I'm, I'm not a psychopath. Like, I feel feelings and everything. Just, like, <laughs> okay. I, am, uh, I am more of a logical person.
0: Okay, so I have one more speed question for you. Yay. What is something that you would tell your 18-year-old self? For example, a memory you have of yourself in the past, pushing yourself and being persistent and not giving up like the crow in the fable
1: well yes i definitely uh, tell her to not give up back when i was 18 it was like some sort of a kind of hard time for me like i had like some of, some problems let's say it was like this, the beginning of some of, of some of my problems health wise yeah. and everything i had like problems <laughs> with my eyes and yeah. um okay. it wasn't one of my best years let's say but what i would like to tell myself would be like to just like to hang in there Like to not act rashly, to not lose hope somehow, you know? Like exactly, to to not give up. I remember that I did have, like sometimes I had the idea of like giving up, but the fact that I didn't is what makes me the person that I am now.
0: That's really amazing. I think that it's just very important to just keep going. I think I would tell my old self if I were to get the chance to go back 10 years. I would tell my 18-year-old self, um, Malak, you know, you should give yourself. The same love and effort you were to give people. Yeah. Because I think I neglected myself in the past
1: yes that was a very good message actually Mm -hmm. because in the beginning i think we don't we don't realize it like we don't realize that we are just like trying to please people because it's more like uh, if people love me then i feel loved if people love me then i'm a good person then I'm, i'm i'm very good if people don't like me then probably it's because i lack something we don't understand especially at that age it's it's really hard to actually know yourself and to let people love you for who you are and that uh, what's important is not the quantity of people who love you but the quality like if it's just three people but they really love the the person you are is way better than having a hundred people but they love the person you want them to love you know you
0: kind of take away part of yourself exactly so you can fit into their little their image yeah. And then when you do that with one person and two people and three people, it's exhausting and you you completely lose yourself in the process.
1: It's very true, yes. Absolutely. It's interesting.
0: It, it really is. It really is. The fable you know, the crow was putting in a pebble every single day, every single day, until he finally was able to drink water. So what is a memory where you find yourself pushing yourself and being persistent and not giving up? Do you, as Yasmin, feel like you've experienced um, something like that?
1: Well, as you know, I actually like suffer from anxiety. So I need, okay. like, um, it's for me, this thing of not giving up is like uh, the first thing I tell myself when I wake up. It's the last thing I tell myself before I go to sleep. Yeah. It's just like, uh, for me, it's not even a luxury like to say to not give up. It's not like something like there are people who are who are like, I don't want to say like mentally healthy because everybody has a mental problem. Don't take it like, don't take it mm-hmm. as a bad thing. It's like anyone, everyone is special. Let's say it this way. Everyone is special. So yes. some people don't need to tell themselves that to not give up some people don't need to say it but in, yeah. in my case it's uh, it's a life or death situation uh, like I feel like it is this way yeah because I cannot actually give up it's not like uh, something that I actually one day I can say okay no today I'm gonna give up and I'm just gonna be anxious all day <laughs> just my life. yeah I'm just gonna relax not relax exactly lay down exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah no i actually need mm-hmm. every day to i'm still alive so i should be happy about it i have two amazing kids i have a lot of uh, good things i cannot give up especially because as i said like i have two kids i am a mother so i cannot show them a weak mother i need to show them a brave one yes of course not every day works because <laughs> there are days where the anxiety is just like going up to the you roof mean,
0: yeah you but... can't control it yes
1: Exactly. It's not something that I can. It's not like it's not like you breathe and then you're good. No, you breathe and you act like you're good, but in reality, you're still the same anxious person you were. You're like the same sad person that you were when you were sleeping, for example. yeah but...
0: Yeah. And don't you feel like sometimes it's such a difficult emotion that it you can't even really translate it to people because those who don't experience it in that severe level can't relate or understand some people
1: may even think exactly, exactly yes and the problem is that in, in, it's not even just in our society like in our country but in a lot of countries because yes. i've been to other places like i've been to italy i lived my oh, my almost my whole life there and i still struggle to explain it there because what people might not understand it's that uh, it's like chemical working wrong in your head. It's yeah. not like I want to be this anxious. Exactly. Um, it just happens. It's... So this is the exact thing. Uh, it's just something that happens to you. You, you fight it. And this is and when you fight it's what makes panic attacks happen, is what makes, it makes you actually more anxious because you're not accepting this thing because the society that you live in says that you're just weird it's different so we don't like it ew you know yes (laughs) so you cannot accept it like
0: it or of course i'm sure you're very aware that you know many people they kind of just refuse to even address it they completely dismiss it and they will kind of shift it to something else something exactly.
1: spiritual exactly. something you know I've been having this like I've been having anxiety for a long long time I'm, I'm like thankfully I'm a high functioning I have high functioning anxiety so which means that it doesn't really affect my daily life because I have um, pretty much good control over it alhamdulillah but at the same time I know how people who are not high functioning would feel about it you know like I know how they feel because it's the same thing that I feel I just don't know how my brain works that makes it okay for me to actually live my life even if I have like all these demons inside my head metaphorical demons please I'm not possessed Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like for all
0: those people writing notes down I I feel like that was an important note to take because
1: as yeah. you say libyan you know especially when it comes to exactly. mental well, this, is, this is what like i said it and i was like oh no nope. um no, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I've, been, I've been anxious for a lot of years and i've heard all of it like i went in the beginning i was really fr- frustrated about it because i was like why people don't understand but then i felt like okay let's just do their thing you know like, they want me to go to yes. Sheikh, I'm going to go to the Like, you, you won't believe, I even went to a place where they, like, painted my face with weird colors. Because uh, they yeah. said that uh, it has the Arsenal. So I, I went everywhere. Every person told me, like, you need to go there and then it will be good. Because I have a cousin who had a neighbor, who had an uncle, who had this oh, thing. Um, I went to Sheikh. And, they and said, in your you know, case, I... I feel
0: like you just tried to basically just delete or remove any kind of as a check so you're like you know what i'm gonna try everything so you guys exactly. can just leave me alone and i can live in peace
1: exactly it was like well mostly like, okay so they won't understand the thing that i have anxiety it's an actual yes. thing uh, what helped me, what what helped me uh, especially when i went to university is that i had uh, we we learned there was a subject which was fires behavior so we learned a lot about okay. like psychology so i got really interested in into psychology anthropology whatever and like, social mm-hmm. and i learned a lot about like these diseases and i learned about anxiety and how does it feel like so even like even before I was technically diagnosed i diagnosed I already kind of doubted the you fact that maybe knew. I, yeah. yeah, maybe I have this because it's kind of like you know it's like the check boxes like one two three, yes. yes most of them works with me. I already like knew a little bit about it, so even when people tell told me like about being like I don't know possessed, I went to He, tell, he told him like she doesn't have anything. Uh, so maybe <laughs> mm. it's like so maybe it's like uh, whatever blah blah blah. But then I went to a doctor and he said, like, no, she just has anxiety. That's it. That's pretty much it. She has, like, tachycardia, which is, like, when your heart beats a lot. And usually it's because of anxiety. And uh, this is how, like, we closed that huge mess. But even now, like I'm, I know what I have. But even now, when people ask me what's wrong if I have a panic attack or whatever, what's what's wrong or whatever, I just say that I have like low blood sugar or low blood pressure or whatever because it's easier for me to explain it. You find uh,
0: yourself, especially when you're in a
1: situation of having a panic attack,
0: and it's it's not fun at all. And so, yeah. basically, you're not even in a position where you can even you don't have the energy to explain because, exactly. as you said. They won't understand. It's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate that you find yourself kind of just, you know what? I'll just cut the story short. And you tell them you have, as you said, higher low blood pressure because yeah. you just wanna. You're at a point where you just wanna be sane and you want your panic attack to go away. You wanna relax. So yeah, you're doing I, a I do it's, a, much it's so you. unfortunate. It's so unfortunate.
1: Even though you know what buggers me actually is that anxiety. Like if you write anxiety on Google and like check check, check stuff about it. It's known for being this generation's main mental problem. Mental, yes. Like, like basic, like almost everybody has it. It's in peak. Like, it would be weird if you don't have it this day and age. It's how true? How popular anxiety is, and yet it's still like a taboo uh, to talk about mental health. It's still like it's a taboo so to talk. It's stigmatized. It, doesn't, it doesn't mean you're crazy. You understand the difference between uh, a mental disease and a mental problem and a mental sickness or whatever. You don't, why say that you're crazy? It's not being crazy. It's just, you're a human person. It's like when you have a phone and it overflows. So it closes because it's overheated. I love how you described it. That's
0: the perfect description.
1: It could be uh, the, like the iPhone X 12, 14, 1000 like it it could have even like like i don't know like super batteries but it would overheat and it would close off doesn't mean that it's a problem with the phone it could be like the the, like the newest phone ever and it still would have this problem it's not a problem you just like need to let it go for a little bit make it rest make it have its own time and then when you open it it's gonna work just fine it's gonna be fine yeah
0: you're not gonna throw away your phone because it had a little you know it needed to be restarted you're not going to throw in exactly. the garbage
1: so why throw away yourself so why actually neglect yourself this is what i don't like we, we and take care of, the,
0: the piece of information you said about anxiety being you know at its peak in our generation it's also i as you said people here or like all around the world they decided yeah. to dismiss it they're in denial and unfortunately Many people are struggling in silence because, you know, they're afraid to be judged. They're afraid that, like, at some point, they're just afraid to talk about it because, oh, well, if they think, if they know I have anxiety, they're going to think I'm crazy. And if I'm crazy, I won't be able to get this job or I won't be able to get married or I won't be able to do this or that. And it's so sad, especially suffering in silence, because that is the worst thing a person can do to themselves. It's kind of like slowly killing yourself.
1: Exactly. Plus we have this problem. I I, I don't want to say it's, it's a problem, but it's like it's something that I wish that would be actually like somehow looked at which is especially in like in Islamic uh, or Muslim countries, when a person says that I have this weird like uh, situation where, like I am depressed or I have actually depression or I have anxiety or whatever the the first thing that people say is like oh you're not close to Allah or oh, you don't read Quran or oh, you don't do this or oh, you don't do that. Actually in Islam, this is one of the things that is wrong. Like you you cannot actually judge a person just by saying that. Yes, a lot of people read Quran and go to Allah very much and it helps. I like one hundred percent. It does make you feel at ease, but it doesn't take away the problem.
0: It doesn't it doesn't take away the problem. That's the thing. It's yes, I feel like it's on a balance. Yes. There's this yes, yes, um, yes. Muslim influencer, her name is Yasmin Mujahid, that I adore. And she addresses this topic so much. She's amazing because it's a balance. Yani, Like if someone has diabetes, you know, they're still going to take their medication.
1: True. So if someone has anxiety, or depressed, they In, can still go to exactly, therapy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Even even us struggling with these things, we know that Allah loves us because He's given. Okay, Allah I have the, uh, yes, I have the yes. yeah, I have. I think I I told you about it even once. I have this like conviction which is Allah never gives you yeah. um a test. A, a test or something to go through that you cannot actually surpass or like accept that. Allah never gives somebody. A test or something True. knowing that he won't succeed so for me for example i i didn't know my limit that specific sentence you said exactly.
0: it's actually one of my favorite verses which is uh, الرحيم, and honestly when things get really difficult or the struggle becomes extremely hard this is exactly. actually one of my favorite
1: it helps me actually go, go through it I, I actually believe that most of muslim people who actually struggle exactly with some sort of mental problem, whatever it may be, actually are very close to Allah because um, because they might have thought in the beginning that it was maybe a mess or whatever or it was like something because they're far from Allah. But when they got close to Allah, it helped them. Yes, 100% it will help you it won't yes. take away the the problem what i'm exactly what i am exactly. actually against a lot of people don't understand that when you tell not a, a person who's already actually like trying their best to be close to allah and trying their best to actually always uh, read quran and when they see that even when they read quran and even when they pray even uh, like with with the conviction that allah will heal them whatever and it doesn't happen that this is makes them go More far, like farther away from uh, Allah, unfortunately. People, when they give advice, exactly. People, when giving advice, they cannot give advice based on their own convictions and their own lifestyles. Yeah, they need to actually see someone else like the other person who's asking for advice to to see their lives and how they are they need to be as kind as possible especially if these people are struggling because you cannot be this firm at the beginning you need to be kind to them because they these people are not even kind to themselves like the people who are struggling even me i'm not kind to myself so if you're being hard on me it's just gonna make me collapse you know this is the problem a lot of people don't understand allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me so I need to go through it. Actually, in the beginning, when I didn't want to talk about like these mental things and mental problems was the main, uh, or like put awareness about it. Let's say it was one of the main problems or main reasons that I didn't want to to actually post things about it. Even to family, like even I didn't want even family members to read about it because it would just feel weird. Oh, she's crazy. She's like, huh, she's too open-minded. She's crazy and she's just not close to Allah. So this is why all of this is this happening. Is why she's, yeah.
0: she's feeling these feelings. Yeah. Yeah, and also you kind of feel that also people would start uh, judging you and everything they would kind of also give that pity look exactly. oh, you know she's she's going through something and they think that they basically just start to assess the struggle the anxiety yeah. or whatever the situation is with every single aspect at the beginning it is difficult because you want to put that cover on that face on but I guess as we get older And the more mature we become, I think we start to love ourselves more and we start to respect ourselves more. And honestly, people's opinions don't matter to us as much because when you're younger, people's opinions means everything to us. No matter how confident you are, whatever you go through, you're just putting that smile on your face, you're posting, you're doing this, you're doing that. But nobody really understands what's going on inside.
1: Like alhamdulillah, you know, the more
0: you mature, the older you get. You, i think it's just self-respect yeah self-respect and self-growth and iman like the strength of your iman honestly
1: i agree i agree yes yes i agree
0: after going through all this and talking about this if someone were to ask you to tell them what mental health means to you if you can give a a short paragraph of what mental health means to yasmin
1: oh uh, a short paragraph wow <laughs> i mean you know too well like even my the shortest posts i make are like not like 10 or 20 uh, you know,
0: so i actually enjoy your posts because i don't if, i don't want to miss out anything you know even in novels, know. a story or a novel if there aren't a lot of details i'm just gonna throw the book away because <laughs> it's nice to have that image in your head so you yeah. just you know the mic is yours
1: thank you well in my case like for jazz uh, the the real meaning of mental health for like my my own experience ironically came at the right time it was like the right thing at the right time in that moment because thanks to it I got to learn a lot about myself. Yeah. So it was a blessing in disguise. Let's say, let's let's call it a blessing in disguise. Thanks to it, thanks to what I learned from it, I learned to actually appreciate a lot of the little things that I wouldn't have if I didn't have these kind of problems. I wouldn't, for example, the silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. appreciate it so much, way more than you might think. Because uh, it means something to me. Loud voices, loud noises, uh, music, uh, Quran. I don't want to put them together because I'm going to be like butchered, whatever. But Anything that is loud means so much to me in a specific way. Colors mean a lot lot to me in a specific way, in a very personal way. For me, for example, the the reason why I'm obsessed with purple is because uh, purple is the only color that makes me relax when When I am really, That's anxious, amazing. yeah, when I'm really anxious, actually, when I color, when I do designs that ha- or color or whatever or I paint, and I feel like I'm really in a in a weird mood. I just paint whatever in purple and it makes me feel better because I convinced my brain that purple makes me relax. Yeah, purple is your... That's me? that's
0: beautiful. That is beautiful. You kind of... Uh, it's amazing that you, you learned so much about yourself. Exactly. You studied yourself. Exactly. And your brain and what it reacts to. So now you have some comfort. Exactly. So that's, that's
1: amazing. That's, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Like for me, a lot of things that... Like I have my own dictionary for everything and what it means. To other people might mean something, but to me it means something completely different. In something. Uh, yeah. This is this is it. Like I'm really thankful that in my case I can still live my life, give or take. Like. Uh, very normally like on a day-to-day basis yeah if if you meet me and i don't tell you that i have it you would never think that i actually have it. you would never know because yes because i'm so hyper i'm like uh, when i go out like i mask it very well i'm really good with people i talk to people normally i don't have any problem with it it really it really is struggling like really because sometimes even going out of your bed is a mission get out of your bed
0: you know or put that mask
1: on, or do your skincare routine. Treat is like a struggle. You feel like it's heavy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that, as I said, not anybody, nobody would actually feel that it is because they think you're just lazy or you're just procrastinating. I was
0: was actually going to say that right now. Most people who don't understand are just going to label you as lazy. You can't see it. All they see is someone who's laying
1: down and he doesn't want to get up exactly exactly so it's uh, to, to actually fight the struggle every day to fight it to fight every move you make every day to actually be able to smile every day to be able to laugh at it and to make me people smile to make actual other people in a better mood this itself is like a blessing for me alhamdulillah so alhamdulillah so yeah this is this is mental health it's like it's, it's a blessing in disguise this is true but at the same time it's not a really good friend <laughs> like it does suck suck the life out of you but alhamdulillah if it's something that Allah gives, gave me that means that it had a purpose and I'm um, 100% yes. okay with it like be okay with it alhamdulillah alhamdulillah that it's like this much more for example at least I can handle this you know I've been handling it give or take well so I'm good alhamdulillah you should
0: be so proud of yourself give yourself a pat on the back because it takes a lot of strength and effort To reach that uh, level of, I guess, inner peace and kind of just acceptance. Yeah, people around you, yourself, and everyone should just be proud of anyone who is going through anything or experiencing anything, but having been able to not give up and just, you know, push through every single day. True, true. Yasmina, advice you give to our listeners or anyone who is experiencing anything of some sort and how they can you know get out of their silence how they can deal with it
1: yeah okay well can say that helped me the most is accepting it what I mean Mm -hmm. is not see it as a problem not see it as a disease not seeing it as anything it's like okay even when when having a panic attack okay a lot of people have it even if they don't suffer from anxiety it's like a a super super common thing they just don't know what it is Mm -hmm. it's to let it get through you and over with To not fight it, you know, because it's way easier uh, to, uh, to get over it if you don't fight it. It's the first step for actually acceptance, to loving yourself, to be proud of yourself, to not. The second thing is just don't, don't ever compare yourself to any other. You might think that you haven't done anything in your life, but maybe someone met you and thanks to having just meeting you they became something so never sell yourself low you know like you you're special it's it doesn't matter what other people might think about what special is because special is just like is a very just don't compare yourself to others and try your best to accept yourself and mostly mostly if you're not struggling with it but you know somebody that might be struggling be kind just be kind please will you like we <laughs> but so just give
0: them a break it's so important to just be kind and not dismiss someone else's feelings yeah. never dismiss yeah. what someone's feeling
1: you know yeah. yeah that's true one last thing that i want to say to anybody who knows a person or like uh, maybe in their life they might find a person who is having a panic attack and they don't know what to do don't keep on asking them what they need because it makes the panic attack even higher just yes, stay yes. next to them try your best to make them sit down maybe so they don't like uh, fall or hit their heads or like hurt themselves yeah. but just stay next to them until they feel better until they can just like breathe again you know because a lot of like in my in my first years people would like to, do you want water do you want like perfume they like do, do, do you want this do you want this? i'm i'm trying my best to collect my forces to actually stop this thing So if you keep talking, you're actually trying to (laughs) breathe. Exactly. So you just just need the air. Yeah. Exactly. So just please don't make me like crazy. You know. Stay silent. Comfort me. (laughs) Exactly. Just (laughs) that's it. That's it. One of the things that actually helped me a lot. Was the butterfly hug, but I'm not pretty sure. Sh- I'm not sure if you're alone and you have okay, or you have a, a like a, a, panic, a panic attack or whatever. Try to, you know, how you cross your hands in front of okay, you? okay, and then yes. with your hand, you pat on the other arm, you know, like. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I can, I can visualize it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like when, it's like, the, they call it the butterfly because when a, a butterfly like flies her her wings, I don't know, like it doesn't bat her wings yeah. or whatever. Yes. But when you do it like yeah. in a, in a rhythm, in a routine, it kind of like helps you with the breathing. This is one thing that really helped me. And then there's the other thing, which is the mental camp. For example, I try to uh, remember my favorite uh, movies, my list of my favorite movies or the list, the colors. I say like purple. So you can shift your focus.
0: You're shifting your focus. Because
1: it's basically Mm -hmm. your brain is out of control and you're trying to make it focus on something. So it all like goes down and you relax. So these were some of the tricks that I used and they usually like are very helpful. To help you calm down.
0: Also, there's one that I've read about several times in which you kind of, when you start breathing, you should actually take in your deep breath and have your stomach rise up. Because if you're just breathing in and out very quickly, you are going to lose it. Because the oxygen levels are just going to go out of control. So a lot of people, they don't know that as well. They need to
1: tame their breathing, like slowly. Exactly. These, I think, are also advices that can be uh, helpful to people who have or no people who might have panic attacks at least they might like be able to help them out some way or another 3d is something horrible it's like you it, want to just get out of your body exactly it's like you're it's like your body doesn't accept your soul anymore it's like exactly it's literally like you know uh, you know when when you eat something very rotten and then like you spit it out it feels the same yes as your body not accepting your soul it's literally this like you feel that the fear in all your body heartbeats like go super fast their own
0: um there are so many several different types of panic attacks and in so many forms like some people you know They start just running around because they can't tame it. Some people, they can't breathe. And to all you listeners out there, I'm sure a lot of people actually experienced it. But now when they listen to us, they're going to tell themselves, oh, okay, alhamdulillah, you know, I'm not possessed. It was just a panic attack.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Actually, you know, it's funny. I had, uh, there was this group on Facebook and uh, a girl asked about it. I thought about like, what's a panic attack? And when I talked to her about it, she was like, I was 100% sure that I was possessed. And uh, now that I got, I understood that I was not. It's really scary for some people. And mental health is not is not as, like, I don't know, it's not as known. Or, is, like, there's not so many people really spreading about it on the internet, on Arabic uh, sites. That's but why I always try to be so vocal about it. That's why yeah. I kind of just kind of
0: took this path to to just help raise awareness. And, you know, I'm so grateful for people like you who were kind enough and courageous enough to share their story. I'm so proud of you. And I'm sure all the listeners are so proud of you. And it's so much appreciated because, you know, by sharing your story, you're helping so many people. So many people. I hope so. And the fact that you're just so vocal about it, you know, makes me respect you so much as a person. And I think you just encourage other people who have
1: been silent to kind of speak up now and talk about it and look at it normal. In my opinion, people, uh, you guys, like whoever is listening, talking about like my own experience. If you can have uh, an actual like physician, a psychologist or a psychiatrist who can actually talk about it, they actually have the means and they actually have experience. So they would know. I
0: always tell people, because I see it online, it's everywhere. So I always tell people, you know, if you're you're ashamed or scared or, you know, not confident enough to see someone, because again, you know, our society and, you know, it's a small Mm. world. There are so many platforms online. There are so many
1: applications that can help. It was such a lovely conversation. I honestly, oh you're welcome you're absolutely 100 percent welcome and thank you for actually thinking about me for this really like thank you so much for actually like choosing me and having me as a guest it was a real big pleasure it really helped uh, you have no idea how much especially these days where i've been struggling a little bit more because uh, thanks to you it's been like a real i don't know it's been a, a, a real good journey for me today let's say because it's so glad. Yeah it's helped me like um up some of uh, the ideas that i actually have always had but uh, but uh, sometimes you just forget you know a reminder. exactly it was like a reminder for some of the things that i actually always believed in but these days i've been like a little bit neglecting let's say so yeah thanks yeah
0: you're more than welcome so i guess today's moral as you all know of course is never give up take it step by step thank you so much jasmine but before you go I want to share Italian, so whichever
1: sentence you prefer. Warning, uh, my my voice pitch changes when I talk in Italian, so just like, I'm the same person, I promise. (laughs) Ciao, mi chiamo Jasmine, ho 31 anni e ho due bambini, which is, hi, my name is Jasmine, I'm 31 years old and I have three kids. That is so cool. Yes. It's like in in Italian, when there are two vowels, because, for example, trentuno, it's like trentuno is 31, okay? Okay. But because there are two vowels, anni, it's A-N-N-I, so there's like the O of uno and the A of anni. When there are two vowels next to each other, we delete one of them. So trentun anni instead of uh, trentuno anni there you go you guys
0: you got a full sentence in italian and you guys can repeat the segment slower so you can practice it once again thank you so much Yasmine for being on this episode mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it and i can't wait inshallah in the future to have you
1: again soon yay i hope so. yeah, it'll be my pleasure
0: Once again, thank you guys so much for listening to Mindful Malak. Before we go, please go show some love to Jasmine's pages on Instagram and Facebook. I will link them to you guys below. And of course, if you have a sweet tooth, go visit Le Petit Gâteau on Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for our next episode.